0: What's up, guys? What you're about to hear is a 40-minute deep discussion with Ryan. Him and I had this conversation kind of impromptu. We didn't anticipate this turning into the content that it turned into, but it was a really productive conversation as he dug into a little bit about my background, my background in the industry, specifically regarding working at uh, various investment managers and talking a little bit about what holds them back, what gets in their way, the frame of mind that they're in, why they make the decisions they make. And and we get into areas in which just low-hanging fruit, the things that that the asset managers, the investment managers could do to really unlock the next level of growth that they're all looking for, that they're all chasing. So this is a really in-depth conversation we have. Um, I'm as honest as I possibly can be. You're going to hear areas that are muted, and you'll hear some sound effects that are dropped in over longer periods of time in which... I'm saying things that I just want to be you know uh careful with in respect to um people and companies and positions and such. I think this is a really productive conversation. I hope that you know any of the listeners out there that do work at investment managers at asset managers can you know relate to this and and maybe there's some things here that can help you unlock um you know areas uh, within your marketing within the team within the firm so cheers thank you all for listening um Talk soon.
1: What does a um, asset manager do to bring in new advisor business? Spam. Mass email.
0: They host webinars and events, extract the emails or phone numbers, and then have the internals spam and phone call them. How do they
1: get people on the webinar in the first place? Do you know? um (laughs)
0: having having global um you know uh investment you know uh portfolio managers talk about the current state of the economy
1: so okay i gotcha so they're bringing on guests to in the same way that i guess we would do a show to bring some insight and some value to what's going on with the market so it leads back to their funds and then people start using their funds yeah, the best webinars, and uh, they they just they make the advisor's job easier.
0: So it's whether or not it's practice management, how to build your scale your business, how to be a better marketer, or what's going on, what what you need to expect in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty one.
1: Have you seen that change over the past couple of years? That asset managers are now getting into the business of realizing that their business isn't even about their funds in the first place. No. Um, but at the end of the day, add, it's yeah. At the end of the day, every
0: head of sales is literally watching how many how much flow comes in every day. Flow every is day. in New Dollars. Oh, new dollars. Like I remember working and at one firm, our goal was dollars a day. Meant we were net positive, right? And that didn't or an average of $1 million dollars a day was the goal to hit the run rate the, the, and that doesn't take into account that million dollars are leaking out every day at the same time um another smaller firm i worked at it was just you know we need to hit every day and specifically in these three funds because they cost more than these three funds
1: so they're on do that you, level they're on the do, daily do you think level. do you think there's an infrastructure problem like this is there ever a, is there ever a business that's growing where they they, they pick- what you would feel like could be the wrong funds, and they're pushing a bad product, or you think it's bad marketing?
0: No, it's they pick they they're pretty smart. I mean, they know, you know, right now they're not going to be pushing, you know, they're probably not pushing a whole lot of, you know, bond funds. They're probably pushing high growth equity products that are keeping up with the market, chasing and doing what everyone wants. I don't know. They they're smart. They 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 have the global economists say this is what we see coming, and then they push a set of funds to match that and there'll be six funds that are equity based six funds that are
1: fixed income based do you think the do you think they have a trouble breaking down the intelligence and then their marketing or whatever they're doing comes out as confusing because it's it's letters and jargon and high level stuff you think they're missing the mark or do you think they just don't get enough attention through doing the wrong channels like email like if they would put something somewhere on linkedin would it be would it even be good in the first place They don't do anything but push product is the problem. Everything's about
0: sale at the end of the day. And that's, that's the problem.
1: And you said the best companies were the ones who are focusing on growing advisor business. What do you think that level of asset manager is where people are just focusing on their funds or they're focusing on the things outside of the funds that they know bring the value? I don't think asset managers
0: get to a point of providing value until they're at, some level of scale which probably in my experience feels like 30 million AUM everyone's kind of working to get to a level of now we're comfortable and until then it's product 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 they say they want to do it they usually bring in a third party like that's why i think we'd be huge on, in that space because it's they can't afford to build a department like ours so rather than build a department like ours feature
1: us on your webinars, feature us um, in your content. Because asset managers I found are like handfuls of people, right? You can think of big teams when you're getting into the billions, but even at higher hundred millions, low billions, it can still be like four people.
0: Um, I shouldn't have said millions, it's billions. 30 billion is is what I meant, not 30 million. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, look at the company I worked at. It was, when I got hired there, they were only at two and a half billion. And we had fifteen employees. We got okay, up so to five more billion. Than I thought. Okay. Yeah, we got up to five billion, and then we had twenty-two employees. But um, that's yeah. But you're right though. The, the back wall, the C-suite, it's only four people. It's, it's the founder, the CEO, the
1: chief uh, investment officer, and uh, I got I got that. So there's like it almost seems like a head three ahead two yeah. or so like there's three yeah. people who stepped into a room and said let's start a business i do this you do this you do this and then they went off operations sales whatever a it's third generally
0: somebody who left the big firm and had some cash to be able to not necessarily float the business but keep them afloat and then got the buy-in from the others and because i've seen most of these things start with people who leave after the non they, they leave they build it under the covers and then the non-disclosure expires and they announce it nice
1: That's interesting. So when you're at 22 people, what's everybody doing? Four marketers, uh, or three marketers, four
0: internals, four externals. That's, um, 10, four seniors. That's 14, um, two accounting, 16, two lawyers, 18, some admins. That's it.
1: So in your marketing department, how many did you say there were? I got up to five, but I started as two, me and someone, just a designer. What did you guys do? Everything. What was what? What is everything in the in a designer asset manager world? I'm guessing white papers. Were you editing the websites? I mean, were you building the webinars? Yeah. I first guess all thing that that
0: happens stuff. is yeah. First thing that happens is you go in and lay out all the stuff on the table that the last regime left or whatever. They have worked with an outsourced company. I think like, out of Toronto or something. Some you know, canned company and they have all this stuff. And I'm like, first thing we're doing is redesigning. Like, where's the brand? Like we need to establish that. Where, where's our brochure that says what we stand for, which 10 years ago was kind of your website, right? But like, what do we stand for? Break that down, rebuild it, mimic the fact sheets and the commentaries and the white papers to come look like that, redo all the literature. That's your first six months of work and then Generally at a firm like that, you're not handling your website on your own. You have a company you're paying to do it for, you know, I think we were averaging 1500 a month just based on what we were doing, but they built it. I think the website, I mean, back then as much as there were hundred grand, but. Oh
1: shit.
0: <laughs> so more. that's yeah. crazy.
1: Even with four or five people, you still got right into outsource. I guess you can't always do everything. That's the, that's, it's an interesting thing too, is obviously you're going to have your specialties and you need to be running the show with those employees. So it's interesting to see where they box themselves in
0: well right away right because you've got commentaries and fact sheets and anything with a number on it has to be updated every 90 days for the quarter has to go through compliance you know all that stuff every every change you make just like advisors has to be seen by compliance officers um so there's a lot of busy work that goes on so you can't do it's not just promotion all day long
1: what were they doing for promotion or for brand building guess Last email firms. when I got
0: there, it's always I was pushing against blast email the whole time, like stop, stop, we're not doing that, we're not doing that. Okay, what do we do? Well, we need to put together, you know, we should have monthly events. We should make sure that we're on LinkedIn. Like that was all the stuff that I did was get these guys into the 21st century. How did they do? We did, you know. I think the company that I worked at would have been gangbusters if they're. We got a shit ton of attention. Like we were told all the time, like, man you guys have the best marketing of this category like they're like you guys far out punch your weight like it we think we would assume you have a hundred percent company based on what you guys do for so the business was built to sell to rias but the products were not built for RIA's. they were built for the old
1: uh, I got, yeah that's it's tough too because there are a lot of differences in the world like which pre, like the the finance like overall obviously asset managers the finance industry is like a big bubble but there is a lot of segments when you think about it. if you break down the independents and the certain firms as well as RIAs, what everybody even can use into what capacity, brokerage accounts, SAM accounts, it changes how advisors get paid. All that all that can get very complicated. I can imagine creating a can be difficult to deliver in a simplistic way.
0: Well, like the buzzword, the buzzword of the last decade has been like, we want to be in front of the RIAs. And like, all right, well, your products were built for the BDs. Sorry, like your product was built to be put on a platform and be an option, one of 10, that's going to stand there forever and just Receive flow from it wasn't meant for the RAs, and that's the been that was the
1: biggest challenge that, that that world's facing. I love that, yeah, and it shows us what we learned, right? With us going against canned, we actually started realizing that we started stepping away from a lot of independence and firms because of their capability and capacity. You really have to find out where you land in your people, uh, and that definitely comes with like knowing your market, but at the end of the day, your product has to deliver for that market you want.
0: Yeah. And I think that us fighting to the world or wherever is stupid. Like it actually has a service that is needed by those companies because those companies can't play in the world we play in.
1: I completely agree. I, completely I don't agree. like it.
0: I don't think it works, but that's all they have.
1: Right. Right. It's true with the with the box, like with the box that we have um, or the box that the industry provides. I feel like they fit in there well and somewhere I don't want to fit in. So it's nice actually. Yep. I don't i I appreciate them existing and some being able to to check that box, you know, so that if you're only in that world, somebody gets some kind of marketing. But I realize where where we come in is definitely more of the RIA and open ability side because we're purely against canned content and Creating authenticity doesn't come inside a box. Here's the thing that we have a challenge with with the asset managers is what
0: you've seen with, um, I've seen with some of the others that I've worked with. When they hit a level of comfortability, and each each of those three guys is making two hundred grand, they need to want to grow because adding an expense to them at that level kind of does come out of their pockets still. Until they hit that five billion, like there's not a pool of money there. They're still splitting you know they're they're running closer to the margin than than you'd hope
1: and that's what i was thinking in terms of having those three people when you're at the top and even if it's not all equal equity but let's pretend it is everybody's getting a third we obviously know what that's like splitting splitting it three ways you got to grow a serious business so it's interesting same thing we found with emco is there's certain advisors who really want to grow but they can't afford The marketing service, I feel like they need to get there, as well as the asset managers. I feel like it's probably the same, Um, and that's why we're trying to figure out a place of, you know, where everybody fits in and what we can actually do for those asset managers to get them to where they want to go.
0: It's kind of funny you say that because they actually can afford it. It's just they have to take a step back. Like, it's going to be a tighter summer than it was, guys, because we need to take those bonuses and apply that to a marketing plan. But that marketing plan will get us to a place of two X, and then. Vacations are back.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hold your breath at one fifty, and let's get to two fifty instead of trickling yeah. to two hundred. Yeah. Um, but all it takes
0: at- is that that smaller firm is one guy to be like, I'm "Not seeing it. Don't. I don't. What is this going to do? For like, what? You know, eight, eight months, and then it, yeah,
1: then they don't move. Right. It's a lot. It is. It's it is a commitment. I mean, it really is. You do have to believe in it. I think the thing we realize is selling people on the idea of our execution and why it will work is important, but selling people the idea of marketing is not a thing that I feel like is worth anybody's time anymore. Social media is 20 some years old. If you don't believe in it, like I can't make you. And, and, and but at the same time, I know our old financial industry, I can't help but still try to push people to what I believe in. And I'm not trying to sell the unsellable. I just want to try to help people. And I believe, especially with the weight that these asset managers have and their capability. They don't realize the team they could establish or the content they could put out. If they just switch their mind from, from white papers to creating content in a different way, they'd be putting out the same amount of content. It would just be the consumable kind that I really think grows brand.
0: I couldn't agree with that more. I, 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 for one, the first part of what you said, I am so tired of trying to convince people. Like if, if we're not on the same page, like well, let's just move along. Like I can't, I'll answer your questions and I'm happy to teach and get into it and and help you grow. But like for, to be combative
1: and some of the people you and I've talked to in the past, I have no interest in it. Here's the thing. Uh, Advisors are all over LinkedIn. They're all over LinkedIn. They're posting every day. They're literally showing you. They're the most, they're the most raising hand group of people I've seen on there besides SaaS marketers. And that's probably just because of my industry and where we are. I'm sure there's a lot of people, but besides people looking for jobs, I find advisors to be very heavily promoting themselves again, as well as, uh, as well as the SaaS industry for some reason. Why won't, I agree. why won't asset managers go to LinkedIn? Is it because that, cause I know they see it too. Is it because they can't execute? I don't believe they don't believe in it. It's not because they can't execute
0: they're afraid of what it looks like the optics at a a high level actually doing it or from other people other people at a firm of 50 people and up i believe at least at the mid-senior level the mid-level the i think people are afraid of stepping out of line and feeling like if my boss sees this like am i fitting the narrative of what i need to look like on social media like I I think there's that so there's you're not going to see a lot of you will see no 25 to 45 year olds who work in the middle of that company sharing on LinkedIn and tell me if you do, because I'd love to see it. I don't and I know they're all my former colleagues. The only thing they share is the corporate posts, the corporation put out they reshare and they put it back out. At the senior level, they are have been trained for 30 years to be buttoned up corporate robots that tow a company line. And they're not those people on the weekends, they go out and have fun with their family and drink beers and barbecue and do all that fun stuff. But when they're at work, they act like they're on CNBC and like they don't understand that that being human is the consumable thing that will propel them into the future. They, they, they literally cannot get in that frame of mind.
1: What's interesting to me, I feel, is that people will make the effort to make their business different, but they won't make the effort to show people why they're different. They almost, they'll they'll be different in the background, but then when it comes to a website or decisions, everybody goes, well, let's present this way because this is what it's done. But you already know why you're special is because of the service you provide or the person you are. Why do you think people won't cross that line?
0: They're afraid, they're pander to the paycheck. Like what if my boss doesn't like like my idea, my idea is too out there. Our competitor doesn't do that. So if what, if, what okay. if that
1: costs us money? What do you what, think the solution is for, for I guess the, the asset manager world that they should be getting into? What, what, what are they doing now that they need to change? What are the steps to actually make real change in an asset management?
0: This market? will change it. This is, this is what I actually think will change it. I think a boutique or a David, comes along with 5 billion and you know, barely even a blip on the radar of anybody. And they've got a CEO or someone behind, someone who's a little bit more my age or uh, around, or has a more youthful attitude on this state of the world and comes out and is out there telling a story, branding in front of people. And that trickles down to that business. And then the senior VPs and all the people within that business get behind that, that culture and they're out there, it's, it's why Rithholz management feels so different than all the other RIAs because they don't give a fuck. They just go out there and they're themselves and Josh Brown and, 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 uh, Ben Carlson and, um, uh, Blair duquesne down in, like that whole team doesn't give a shit. And they're built on a culture of, we're going to be us and we're going to do it the right way and be honest and always stand behind what we do. And like, I think an asset manager, a David will come out and do that. And it'll, they'll go from 5 billion to, 200 billion and it'll get people's attention and that will be the change then that what you'll see is this will be 2027 and you're going to see mfs templeton or one of the big ones be like we need that how do we get that and they're gonna they're gonna put in hire a consulting firm right it's
1: it's gonna take forever the other thing I see is that if you look at the financial industry from, if you're not talking to specific advisors, like advisors are very human people too. You know, a lot of them I know sitting in in, in uh, meetings these days, uh, even before it being so virtual uh, in t-shirts, you know, a, yeah. a lot of us are hanging. And I know a lot of guys who still wear suits and they want to present well for people. But a lot of times, like if a client's popping in to sign something, you got jeans and flip-flops on, you're like, I'm just doing my job. They're a real person. So you connect with them. And I don't, and I think that's where the asset manager world could fit in is to realize that the client is a real person. The advisor is the real person. You guys are real people. And everybody's wearing a suit to make everybody feel like we're a little bit different than we really are or buttoning up, leaning against a tree, saying certain things, producing white papers. We're all doing these check the box things that we think establishes us as one thing. And then we look the same as everybody else. And then we go- Dude, we used, to get, we used to
0: get emails to the whole company at every company I worked at. From the top down.
1: You can go ahead. I have to, uh, I'm just plugging this in so it doesn't die.
0: We used to get emails from the top down, from the CEO of the company uh, at, at 4.30 the day before that would be like so-and-so or X, Y, Z or whatever is coming to the office tomorrow for a walkthrough. We'll be full business formal tomorrow make sure your desk is cleaned up watch the commentary in the hallways literally strip the human out of everything we do because a big
1: ria is coming in to do some due diligence (laughs) okay clean (laughs) up the house cleaning up the house before the family visits (laughs) so everybody that's one thing I, i i mean of course we want that but like i would I got you. I know. What I you're don't, saying. I don't know. Like you want there to be
0: human in there.
1: Like yeah. that's my point. You suck the personality out because personality isn't controllable and it makes you nervous. So you tell everybody mm-hmm. to not act any which way. And then you have a bunch of robots and it doesn't show anything. Nobody feels anything. And then you be, and then I think it just becomes about price or it becomes about exactly what you did. Cause there's no feel and there was no real connection. Like so what if someone hears away. an F-bomb in the hallway or like the internals throwing a baseball around,
0: like so what? Like th- that's what they do. They're 26-year-old dudes living in houses together, driving cars they can't afford. They they throw footballs around. That's like that's it.
1: That's funny. Uh it's interesting. Every
0: internal, every internal when I had an Acura TSX. Everyone. <laughs>
1: oh, excuse me. Yeah. Wholesalers were my favorite. Sometimes you had some really baller ones. There was a guy from Jackson. showed up with a driver that was the best one i don't know that's awesome that guy was rolling in but he walked in with a full-fledged suit on he had a driver and i don't know if he was broke but he seemed really important
0: (laughs) dude there was you know um she was she used her job uh was to be in charge of the wholesalers Uh, not their sales in charge of their presentations she would like if you were a new wholesaler and showed up in a mercedes she would destroy you really like that car cannot be better than a nissan maxima oh you're not rolling up like that oh my god yeah she'd fucking kill people it was awesome (laughs) one you can't afford it two you haven't sold
1: shit (laughs) i was um i would be yeah that's 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 hilarious um interesting world um I feel like we could do a whole episode on this. Definitely. We could have these conversations. It's nice to hear the background too. Cause sometimes I don't hear like what you actually dealt with from a, from your front perspective, you remember doing it, but it is, it adds a lot of insight when you're like, we had to grow to this amount of dollars and we had this amount of team and this amount of dollars. I think that's some content that you could put out and say, this was our team. This is what we were doing. This is how we were running. This is what I think we should have done. You don't have to shit all over your old companies and things like that, but leaving a good light no, of yeah. saying, this is what I learned. And, um, these are the problems I would fix. One of the things I think is that you you were in uh, you 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 were in their spot. you were you were this the CMO in their shoes in what they were looking for. Now we're just looking to be that outsourced in the way that you believed in.
0: I just think there's an opportunity for both. I, th- I think they need to continue to, even the big ones have to continue to maintain like they have to issue all this stuff they have to issue. I'm not telling them to do away with a lot of that because that facilitates the business. They just need to bring in a human element to it. I think every asset manager of a certain level needs to have a consumable content department. Like break, like just just add a new department. Don't try to retrain your people. Just h- hire a new group to build this and make it that. And they run around with cameras and film stuff and and create consumable content. That's that's so easy. I, and I. I don't know why none of them are taking the plunge to try it.
1: Like it doesn't, you, you try it for six months and see what happens. Try it for a year. Like it's not even a big deal. Hire four people. Well, let's talk about this too. You said hire new people, but let's talk about you, right? You were somebody who was probably dying inside saying, why won't we be more consumable? Did you feel like anybody else was like that on your team? Do you feel like there's a bunch of creatives stuck in the box of the financial industry? Or do you think a financial creative is a corporate individual who doesn't care about consumable content?
0: Creatives stuck in the box in the financial industry end up leaving. They just leave because they can't breathe anymore. Um, people bitch, right? I was one of them. You just go back to your desk. Go, These guys don't know what the fuck they're doing, but you do it because it pays your bills. And unfortunately, when bonuses come out, you if you're pushing against everyone the whole time, you don't get the same bonus as everybody else. So that ten grand means a lot, right? So you play the game. Um, so you have to hire new people if you want to create the consumable department because you're not going to retrain. You know, it's not, I don't mean to sound this way. You, you cannot retrain the mice not to know where to go for the food. They already know how to get the food. Like, you
1: can't reteach them that. You always That's, have killer and allergies. <laughs> it always hits perfectly, honestly. Dude, I, I remember telling the CMO
0: of one of the big companies I worked at, like, "So like, tell me you think about, like, where, where, where do you see things headed? And I was like, we need to stop emailing the way we're emailing. I literally... Hit that was literally the moment that I felt a ceiling was put over my head at that firm for the rest of my life because he was banking on everything they were doing on like blast email and he was like, You don't think we should be emailing like we're emailing? I was like, Nope. And that was it. And I ended up leaving like a year after or eight months after because it was people getting promoted around me. And I was like, Well.
1: So it sounds like the industry, and this is a learning moment, I would say, for anybody who's hiring. Is if you're going to hire a real creative, somebody with talent who can make consumable content, the leader, the asset manager, the person has to believe in it and allow that person to do it, or you're going to lose them. I would almost argue that it seems extremely near impossible to bring on talent if you're going to try to force them into the canned world.
0: They all say, they all, this is, this is the greatest thing. All of the job descriptions are like, you know, are rosy. And then you get in there and they mold you into what they need you to be. What needs to happen is they hire the consumable content director and let that person build that team and run that team and to have trust and give them autonomy to do
1: so, like, and not have them report. The reporting structure has to be different. Here's something I would say too and maybe it just comes down to whether it's ego or whatever it is, or being trained in the industry and things that you said. If I had a creative, they have a talent that I don't have, and I need them to lead with that because I can't control something I don't have. Like I can't control their creativity because I don't have the creativity that they have and boxing that in. Why wouldn't somebody allow the employees or somebody to lead or guide what they think marketing should be. As a business owner, don't you think, especially as an asset manager in the financial world, you may be good at talking to advisors, you may be good at a few things, but why would anybody think that their marketing plan and everything is creative or consumable? Let's play this out. This is, I love this topic. Let's say you and I both, let's say
0: all right, you report, you are the senior vice president of marketing. You report to a, CMO okay you know that the CMO wants to bring in someone to manage consumable content and and put together a consumable content team and the CMO has them report to you you are not going like in that world you will not give them the autonomy they need because in the back of your mind you are scared that they will outshine you
1: So, it's a politics thing. Absolutely.
0: Well, God there- forbid the consumable content people come in. It's shiny new bells and whistles, getting all the attention, driving traffic. Da 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 da. Okay, what's your value to the world, been, Ryan? For the last five years, would you have your head in the sand? Couldn't figure this out. This guy's been here for a year. Look what it's done to our business, and you're like, uh, like you're so you're gonna throw a wet blanket on them as often as you can. You're going to take little digs at the CM when you've got the CMO's ear. You're like, can you believe? They, I mean, they were filling these guys out in the parking lot. You believe that? And and you're taking little shots along the way to to undermine the whole thing.
1: Do you think there's a level, or is it a personality, or a culture of a business that allows that change to happen, or does it have to be so small that everybody wants to grow so they're all comfortable trying new things?
0: I don't. That's why I think a boutique or a David does it because I don't think a Goliath. Like there's yeah. too many people with incentive in there to like, there's too even if this SVP, you get on board with it and, and you can suck your pride and be like this, ha- we have to do this together. And we're going to make this together. The person under you who wants your job is going to undermine it. The VP is going to start to get the CMOs ear and be like, I don't know. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I had some an advisor told me that they thought our stuff was
1: goofy. Do you think there's some types of fix in the outsourcing world, something that we do where you can say, I'm not bringing somebody in-house, but you go to your CMO or you're talking to the SVP or whoever you honor to, and you say, hey, I found this group. I want to try to bring them in and see if we can't add a little bit of more marketing of things that, that, that we don't have the capacity to do that we can deliver to somebody else.
0: There is, because that allows, I think, that SVP, one, they're less of a threat because they're outsourced so they could always be fired not a big deal like we're not going to go with you anymore it doesn't seem like it's working and they can just make that decision probably and then tell the cmo that we just hired the wrong company and we're going to go with somebody else and or they can mold it the way you did and say we're going to kind of work together but they can manage it like inviting inviting the i'm trying to use a, an analogy here like inviting new blood cells into the body Like you can't control where they go. And if you invite that content manager in, he or she is going to be talking to the head of sales, HR, they're going to be all over the company. And now you can't control them and manage where they go. And and now you're scared.
1: But it's also probably what's best for the company.
0: It sure is, but there's a lot of things that are best for the company that people suppress. And, um, you know, did you ever watch, I don't know, like you ever watch, uh, Downton Abbey or the, the, the queen or any of that stuff on netflix um i've seen a few episodes not consistently so where i'm going with that is these big entities like these families and and companies they have so many handlers that the actual truth never makes its way to the top a version of the truth gets there so the ceo at the end of the day walks away with his direct reports telling him or her everything that went on that day and they feel good about it or they make decisions based on stuff but they don't know the whole truth because they're not in the trenches and That's what the corporations, that's all the stuff that happens in the middle that I'm talking about that prevents real change.
1: That's really, that's a good point and really tough. How do you stop the game of telephone? You don't, you build a really good company with a really good culture from the top, from the top down at the beginning, but. Uh, But it goes to show how much there is in making decision versus consumable content, right? Here you and I are, here I am, way on the outside of not living in there. And I'm like, why won't you guys post on LinkedIn? But we just had a thirty-minute, forty-five-minute conversation that make that makes a little bit more sense of at least why I can step into the brain of a CMO inside the corporate structure.
0: Yeah, and it just there's a lot of I think the outsourcing to get the buy-in is what they probably need to do, so that it feels like there's still some control within because they're not just going to give it up.
1: That's tough. And I would think too, I would like, and I like the idea of, I've always liked the idea of consulting and marketing with somebody's current team. Cause I feel like while we also have a capacity for, for asset managers and things that people really to move, if they already have a team, imagine how much we can do if we can guide them to help create a little bit of consumable content. And then, you know, we're both working together and build up their in-house in in the non-scary way that you're thinking where we can dodge the corporate cause we're coming in from the outside with our insight and they have control over our relationship. So at least they can see the marketing and feel it out rather than us just letting it into the company and turning it on its head, which I think would help, but is scary and not necessarily a realistic move. I think this is why you and I've had to talk
0: offline why is not a place that we can fit because there's not enough flexibility and buy in at a shop that size. Like even us, right? I don't know what a billion, like, but you need to work with the ones that don't have that infrastructure in place yet. And just, they've tried things, but nothing's worked. And then they believe in what we're talking about. That's what will get us there.
1: That's it. Um, how long is, I don't know how long this is. This is crazy, topic, right yeah. though? Yeah, it is. Um, and it goes to show too, and how you're marketing and what you're thinking. I think these topics are big, man. I think these are, I think these are pain points. I think that's what you should be talking about. Um, telling people, like, if you don't like what, what the politics are like, what other companies are going to, if you're a smaller asset manager, why you can excel past them, how you're going to get to your billions and why they're having trouble. Like the, every advisor business that has to do with money snowballs, but you have to get to like the snowball situation. And I think mm-hmm. growing there, you know, and, and how you grow there coming from the right way. Um, you, I think you have a lot of insight on how people can do that.
0: I mean, just sharing your just, stories.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I just,
0: there's, there's asset managers that are really ideal fits for us. And there's some that aren't. And the ones that aren't generally are the bigger ones, which that's okay. There's, there's fits for them out there that just aren't us. And I, and I don't want to pretend
1: to play where we don't fit. I agree. This is kind of exactly what we were talking about too, in terms of reactionary content. I heard stuff from you I've never heard before. And I don't know if you could have sat down and thought this out by yourself, because what would have been the reason, like if you're going to create for something, them. it's because you see, you read a comment or you saw a post or we had a member meeting and you have this fire, you're sitting on the beach and you're like, guys, we're fucking competing with everybody. But if I challenge you and I ask you a question now, now the, the, and I start digging, like it comes out, this is what we have to do for other people. I could cut this, this out and send it to you. This is 45 minutes. Like there has to be at least and I tried to be as quiet as I could answering questions. There has to be times when you can clip out like at least three of your answers that turns into a video. This is why we need to
0: do more video, not just us, but everybody and, and who we work with, uh, You know, more documenting of it because it's, you're right. I mean, and we've been off calls. I'm like, damn, you just spit fire. Like that was two minutes of just straight. And it's just
1: cause it comes from, it just comes from within and you're ready to go. I don't even mind putting People through the email list or whatever—that's part of the reason why I was going on Zoom. If you and I were doing this and had other people asking us questions, we could ask them. Imagine if we had advisors, asset managers on here, and I'm like, "Hey, Jim, can I ask you a question real quick?" Silent everybody else and be like, "Jim, when you're working and you're trying to talk to advisors, like, what are you dealing with?" And then he comes out, or then you can give your answer directly to him. Then that, to me, that's 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 the moment like that needs to come out.
0: That might be a new thing. It might be a. You know, you and I could call it, you know, open forum Tuesday or something that doesn't have to be titled, but yeah. And the, the only thing in there is that, you know, people know that we're going to use some of the content out of it and we can keep them out. We can tell them that, but we're going to use our reactions and our stuff. Oh,
1: well, it's free. I don't care. I'm, I'm tell everybody, you know, I, it'll, yeah. I don't even, I don't even care about telling everybody. i will be like, look, this is, this is all free. I'm just, yeah. Right at the beginning, this is free where it's being recorded, whatever. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I think that was really good. Um, I don't know if you want to take this file and give it to Kristen, or I mean, give it to uh, Amanda. Yeah, we'll definitely use this, because there's clips in here from you too, I think.
0: I think we should, we need to be recording more of what we have, and, and just getting it curated, and she's good at that, so we'll do that.
1: Yeah. I think, I think there's a couple of good questions in here that lead to your good answers, something that could cut off and go on the brand page. I imagine you had a riff where you started talking about the industry that you could go on your own. Like, this is the things, we have 30 minutes of conversation. I have to imagine there's 10 pieces of content in here that she could grab. I think, yeah, and I think,
0: that, you know, there needs to be a future too in which you are figuring out what you're doing with YouTube and even a podcast. Because I everyone thinks this podcast thing is so, I have to have guests. Like, it's not that, like, and that's one of the craziest things that I'm trying to explain to people. Like,
1: you don't need to line up 50 people to interview. Just start sharing audio files. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same as posting. You're just posting audio. But I agree. And uh, I think that that does have to be a step. One of the things I, yeah, and maybe that's one of the things that does lead to business. And that's what's tough. Is it like, do we change the capacity of our employees? Because if I lead that on Kristen, then I know that that could almost max her out, putting out a podcast and putting that stuff. But It's going to have to because that's, I'm telling you, dude, I
0: will go to my grave with this. I do not believe people are buying services like ours because of a brand. I do not believe that. No one is saying I need to work with Emco because of the brand. They're saying Ryan and Corey work at Emco and that's how I found them.
1: Yes, I completely agree. And if anything you only care about the brand. I feel like when the team gets big enough to supplement like you said when people step in and they know what they're getting. When you see like a Trust and Will, I feel like you know what you're you're coming into. Like pro- people don't go to Trust and Will because of Cody, but no, but but they will come to Emco because of us. They will go to Trust and Will.
0: They will find out about Trust and Will because of Cody.
1: Or more so, I was gonna say they actually do, and it's because of all their teams there. It's millennial, right. and it's 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 everybody. You did not find refine Labs without Chris Walker. I promise you that. Yeah, and that that's that's again. I think the brand always leads back to the company, and that's what we have to focus on. So I agree. Yeah. Whether that means me implementing a YouTube channel or something, I we, that's why I'm looking to not have to go outside and sit on video a few times. I want there's something to be where we go and we can actually. Pr- produce the content that gives us, I thought advisor to advisor would be that, and it didn't seem to be it. So I'm trying to recreate that value. If we can do that, maybe it's just these talks every once in a while or something, but that's what I'm looking to do. Create the event that allows us the curation that keeps our content going. And then you and I are basically hands-off and we have videos per week because we spent an hour and a half talking to a bunch of random people. And there's two videos from you, two videos from me. And if we're doing it every week, that's content mixed with text posts will never run out. I agree with it.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you could leave a rating on Apple or Google or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you would leave a rating, that would mean the world to me. That just lets me know that you know I'm bringing you value or I need to step my game up. So leave a rating. That would mean everything. Also, guys, if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please find me on YouTube. Just type in Corey Keating. Uh, Subscribe to my channel. I'm trying to bring as much value as I can through, through video on that channel, so I would love to see you over there. Again, thanks for listening to Unfiltered with Corey Keating, and I look forward to another episode with you guys.